Our scripture reading comes to us from the gospel account of St. Luke, the 10th chapter, beginning in verse 38. Hear now the word of the Lord. Now as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. At this point in time, I'm not really sure how many sermons, Bible studies, Sunday school lessons, devotions, email devotions, written books, commentaries, and for that matter, a couple of songs that have been, I have heard that reference or speak about this particular passage in the gospel account of St. Luke, the passage of Mary and Martha. I'm sure many of you have heard all of this before as well, and you may have, like me, read some of these books or heard sermons or Sunday school lessons or Bible studies or whatever about it. And it's not a parable. This is, this is what occurred. Jesus is going through Bethany. He has got his disciples in tow. This Bethany is where Mary, Martha, and Lazarus live. We know that Jesus is friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Martha sees Jesus and says, hey, why don't you come over? And Jesus says, that would be great, but I've got, you know, my guys here with me. You should bring them too. And so they all come over to her house. Every one of those sermons, Bible studies, Sunday school lessons, devotions, books, all talk about that. But they reduce this passage to being little more than be like Mary, don't be like Martha. Right? Do you agree? That's how, that's how it goes. Be like Mary, don't be like Martha. Martha's busy and distracted. Be like Mary. And yeah, I think that's the plain meaning, but I don't think that quite gets it, does it? I mean, let's stop and think about this for a second, shall we? Martha isn't distracted because she's hosting a quilting club when Jesus came over. Martha's not distracted because she has her iPhone open with Calendly going on and tell, reminding her of all of the appointments that she has that day. Martha's not distracted because there's kids that are running around and she's trying to take care of them. Martha is distracted because Jesus has come into her home with 12 other people. All right? Now, if I'm doing my math right, y'all check me. That's 13 people right there. There's her, there's Mary, and Lazarus. 13 plus 3, that's 16. There's no indication that Jesus called ahead. 
There's no indication that they switched emails. There's no indication that Jesus texted her and said, hey, pop it in today. Is it a good time? <laughs> Jesus just shows up and Bethany and Martha goes, please come over. I love you guys. But if 16 of you all show up at the house at the same time, y'all going to have to give good notice because there's not a single room we could put you all in. Now, if y'all are bringing food, we'll make room. But what Martha is distracted with, distracted, as if she's just not interested, is she is preparing a meal for Jesus and the disciples. She is doing something for Christ. Did we, did we miss that somewhere? Martha is busy doing something for Jesus. Martha is busy doing holy work. I know I've only been here, this is only my third Sunday, two full weeks, but I can go ahead and tell you, if it were not for the Marthas of Bluff Park United Methodist Church, we would shut down tomorrow. Y'all are always here. And I refuse to let Martha get a bad rap because I don't think that's what Jesus is getting with here. There are a couple of things, though. Martha's gotten herself all churned up, right? She's busy. She's hurried. She's hurting. She's worried. She wants everything to be right. She wants to make sure the bread doesn't burn. She wants to make sure the greens don't stick. She wants to make sure that the fat back is ready to go. Maybe not fat back. <laughs> now that I want fat back. Anyway, she just wants a little bit of help. She comes to ask Mary, and I know this isn't scriptural, this is just me implying, but I don't think she just immediately went to Jesus and threw her sister under the bus. I think she went to Mary first and said, hey, Mary, come here, help me. You know, have you ever done that before? where you need a little bit of help, but your person that's supposed to be helping you is in front of another guest, so you're trying not to be rude, so you just go and go, hey, excuse me, hey, dear, would you mind coming with me in the kitchen? Yeah, I'll be there in a minute. I bet she has done that. I bet she's done that two or three times. But now then, here is Jesus in the living room with the disciples, with Lazarus, with, with Mary, and they are having a great, wonderful discussion. They're having a great, wonderful time, and Martha's stuck in the kitchen, and she wants to be in there, and if Mary would just come and help her, she could get there. And she has been nice. So she goes to Jesus and says, hey, Jesus, would you mind telling her to come help me so that I can go ahead and get this done and we can enjoy this together? It's not an unreasonable request. But here is where Martha misses it. Where in the passage did Jesus ask her to fix them a meal? Where in the passage did Jesus ask her to be busy in that moment? Mm. I think if Jesus was friends with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, then what Jesus really wanted was to come and sit down on their couch and have a visit with them. You know what I mean? 
mamas, grandmamas who's got kids that have gone away to school or gone away to work and they come home. If you're anything like my granny was, whenever I came home, she wanted to fix me a meal because she was scared to death I wasn't eating. But do you know what I wanted? I wanted to sit on the sofa and have a conversation with my granny. Because let me tell you something. I've met a hundred good cooks in Bluff Park by themselves. And I've had some really good food. But you don't know what I'd give to have one more conversation with my granny. Guys, we want to follow Jesus Christ. We want to do what God has called us to do. We want to be who God has called us to be. We want to engage the world the way God is calling us to engage the world. We want to see Bluff Park flourish in the kingdom of God. We want to help people. We want to bring them closer to Christ. We want them to understand that every single one of us is carrying burdens we're not called to carry. And we want to introduce them to the one who is not only there when the world came into creation, but the one who holds it all together, the one who holds us in the palm of his nail-pierced hand. Guys, when we start to feel that and we know God is calling us, then we want to move and we want to go and we want to do. And guys, we have to. We can't just, everybody take a break. But you know, when you go back and you read the Scripture is every one of the callings of Christ began with a conversation. Every single person that Jesus called, he talked with them first. And did you know that Jesus even took time to go off by himself to pray, the son to spend time with the father? It's not that we shouldn't have them have a Martha heart or that we need to discover a Mary heart and, Martha's wor- and, 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 and a Martha world or any of these other slogans and titles that we use to forget about what Martha's doing. What Martha is doing is important and the point is, is there was time and there was place for it. But because she started to get all churned up and she started to get ahead of it, she missed. She missed the fact that Jesus Christ is sitting in her living room. That Jesus Christ is right there. And that what Jesus wanted in that moment, when he could literally be anywhere, was to spend a little time with one of his friends. Don't get so busy working for the Lord that you forget to spend Sabbath with him. That at the end of the day, Christ did not give himself to us so that we would go and be busy, but rather so that we would enter into a relationship through him, with him, and by him. That we would be called his pop quiz this morning. What does the New Testament call us most of all? Followers? No. Disciples? Uh-uh. Workers? Not quite. What does the New Testament call us most of all? Say that a little louder. Children of God. And parents, 
What's the number one thing you want to do with your kids? Well, now, right now, I've got a 14-year-old and an 11-year-old. I'm trying my best to figure out how to get them out of the house. (laughs) I want to see them fly. I want to see them do great things. But you know what? When my son came back from ASP, do you know what the first thing I wanted to do? I wanted to sit down and talk to him all about it. I wanted to hear how it was going. I want to hear what he did, never mind the fact that JT had already filled me in. I wanted to hear it from him. I can guarantee you, after my kids' first day of school in their new schools, don't call. I won't take it, because I'm going to be talking to my kids, finding out how their day was. Because as a parent, I want to spend time with my kids. Do we forget that sometimes? Do we forget that we are called children more often than any other title in the New Testament? That we are adopted through Jesus Christ our Lord into the family of God? I mean, you see all this stuff here, all these terms and all these titles. When when did organization replace family? When did institution replace relationship? When did getting it all right replace being together in the very real presence of Christ? Guys, Martha's not wrong. There is work to do. And there was things that she needed to get done, and it was an offering to God, and there was a calling, and there was an equipping, and there's a sending. But number one, before we jump on what it is that we're doing for God, let's make sure that's what God has called us and asked us to do. Let's make sure that it's at the time that God is calling us and asking us to do it. And let's not forget, let's not forget that our Heavenly Father wants to spend time with His children. Not just to stir us up and send us out. Yes, to go and do all the wonderful, amazing, God-ordained things that God has called us and sent us to do, but also to be in the very divine presence of God, to be with God, to draw from God's strength and nurture the relationship that we have through Jesus Christ. The linchpin for me in understanding this is what Christ responds back to Martha with. He doesn't respond back to Martha with, Martha, you're doing all the wrong things. Martha, you're distracted and you, you don't get it. Martha, what you're doing is unimportant. Does Jesus say any of that? No, what he says is, is Martha, Martha, you're distracted by many things. A lot of things is going on, Martha. But Mary's chosen the better part What you're doing is good, Martha. In order for something to be better, it's got to be good to start with, right? Martha, what you're doing is good and it's valuable. But in trying to work to do something for me, you're missing the better part, the invitation to be with me. We need Martha's. And we need Mary's.
And we trust that Christ calls us at the appropriate time and place and invites us to be whom it is that God is needing and wanting in that moment. There's plenty of room around Martha's table. And there's plenty of work for Martha to do. And there's plenty of things that Martha wants to get done. And they are all needed. But there's time for it. Martha, don't miss it when Christ is sitting right in front of you. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne, and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m., and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.